Learning to be happy with Da. Hello and welcome back. In this episode, I'm going to discuss the type of meditation I referred to before as the exploration of negative feelings. In these meditations, we're scanning our body, heart, and mind for unpleasant feelings, and we're going to concentrate on those feelings to better understand them. And there are many benefits to this practice. First of all, we want to become comfortable with being uncomfortable. This allows us to see our thoughts and feelings more clearly and to ask ourselves if these thoughts and feelings really pose a threat to us. It also allows us to ask what role we have played in their creation. What thoughts or beliefs do we have that cause us to react in that way? And as I mentioned earlier, the obstacle to doing this is that we often think events or other people are the cause of our feeling bad. And so long as we believe that, so long as we perceive events and other people as making us feel bad, then it doesn't really make much sense to explore our own thoughts and feelings, since there'd be nothing we could do about them. So this practice really only works when you take the attitude the understanding that your feelings really do arise from inside you, that there are countless ways you could react, and that your reaction was determined based on what you believe, your attitudes, your desires, your fears. And we can't get to the bottom of this, to the bottom of these negative reactions, until we can sit with the feelings. It's not enough to intellectualize and to read a psychology textbook or even see a counselor and just discuss the past on a mental level. I can tell you this as a counselor, that I know many people who are able to express why they are the way they are today, because their parents did this, because this happened to them when they were younger, such and such. But this knowledge hasn't freed them of these patterns yet, and that's because they haven't been able to sit with the feelings, to really be with the feelings and witness them at the heart level. And that is what meditation allows us to do. So although we may reflect on our lives and use a journal to better understand ourselves and find some healing through that, meditation takes us deeper and allows us to heal those deeper wounds, to experience and release those very painful thoughts and feelings that we may have acquired a long time ago. But exploring our negative thoughts, feelings, and beliefs in meditation isn't just about healing from our trauma. It's also about becoming the person that we want to be and improving all of our qualities and characteristics. For instance, how many of us feel defensive when we're criticized? And why? Wouldn't it be better if we could really take a step back and see ourselves the way that others see us? in a more objective way so that we can improve ourselves or meet them where they are. There are so many benefits that come with exploring our negative feelings. And I have to say that it is the hardest practice that we can do. 
It is far harder than paying attention to our senses or exploring our positive feelings. This type of meditation is something no one wants to do. Understandable, of course. The truth is, most of us have learned to avoid our emotions, and we avoid them in many different ways. Complaining is a type of avoidance, because when we blame other people or the circumstance for our feeling bad, we're not really reflecting on our role, and we're not really being with the feeling itself. We move up this thing that I call the pyramid of emotion, which we'll discuss in another episode. But when we complain and resist our negative feelings, when we blame them on someone else, we move up the pyramid from things like fear and shame to disappointment to anger. And what we need to do is come down this pyramid. We need to come out of the anger and recognize our disappointment and recognize in the disappointment that there's anxiety, anxiety about our future well-being. So our negative emotions have many layers, and meditation helps us explore those layers and drop down further to the root of the problem. So where do we begin? It is as simple as noticing when you're feeling bad. And so this all depends on mindfulness and recognizing when your thoughts and feelings have turned negative. The sooner the better. And when you notice that you're angry, upset, anxious, you want to stop everything. You want to find a place where you can be alone, ideally, and just sit down and be with that feeling. And stay with that feeling as long as you can while following your breath. And what you're doing here is hearing the thoughts that come with those feelings and doing your best to just listen. Your role in this process is not to think those thoughts, believe those thoughts, but merely to listen to the thoughts that are coming and going from your mind. That's how we begin. But I also want to stress that this is not the same as meditating to get rid of these feelings. This is not the same process as I'm feeling overwhelmed by my anger and I'm going to actively meditate on my breath until the anger goes away. And there's nothing wrong with doing that. But as I said before, if that is our intention, we still want to come back to that anger when we're calm and reflective. And when we're in a position to ask ourselves more deeply where that feeling comes from. But this process that I am describing is not turning your attention away from the negative feeling in meditation to another object like the breath. You're actually concentrating on the feeling in your body. It's not dissimilar to, say, having a cold shower. You know you're stepping into it, and you know that you'll suffer less if you relax and continuously practice relaxation. The more you accept the cold, the more you calm your body, the less unpleasant it is. And this is the, the skill that we're developing here with all of our negative emotions. Of course, in our personal experience, we may all find certain feelings more difficult to sit with than others. And in another episode, I'll describe some reasons why that may be. But perhaps it's hard for you to be with anger or sadness or fear. There may be one of these emotions that really compels you to just get up off the couch and busy yourself. Busy yourself with chores, call someone, watch TV, have a drink, 
We seek distraction in so many ways from our feelings, and this is the root of our problem. For when we seek distraction, we cannot release the feelings. They get bottled up in our bodies and minds. When we're able to be present with the feelings, however intense they may be, and be fearless, welcoming, and really believe that however intense they may be, that they're not really dangerous, that they're not really a threat to our well-being, that they are passing and permanent, and perhaps more importantly, that they're there for a reason. Our negative reactions happen for a reason. They are not a punishment. They're arising from our own belief system. They're arising from our own thoughts, our own attitudes, our own desires and concerns. And so it's perhaps useful to consider the emotions like you would the body. When you stub your toe, you feel pain. And the first thing you do is look at your toe to make sure that it's okay. And then you look around to see what you stubbed your toe on. So similarly, when you feel angry, hurt, defensive, disappointment, or afraid, it makes sense to turn your attention towards that feeling, to look inside and find out where it is. And then seeing, oh, yes, there is the pain, but I am okay. Nothing bad is happening right now. And then to look further, well, what caused this pain? What happened in my mind or around me just now that triggered this feeling within me? And this way we can understand that our negative feelings are not bad. We call these feelings negative just because they're something we don't want to experience. They're not our preferred experience. We would rather feel joyful, loving, happy. But it's also important to be clear that we're trying to change our attitude about these feelings, that they're not the enemy. Your anger is not the enemy. Your sadness is not the enemy. Fear is not the enemy. These are not things you're seeking to destroy. They are things you're seeking to understand. And that's what I said in the first episode on meditation. It's not about control. It's about understanding and the transformation that we wish to experience in becoming the best version of ourselves comes about through understanding and not through force and effort the effort to be different than the way we are. Of course, there is effort involved, but even this effort can be joyful when we're motivated by a love for ourselves and understand the trajectory, understand where we are going by exploring these negative feelings. And as I said before in the other episode, if we think of our mind or ego as a child and we think about how we wanted to be treated as a child? Well, did we want our parents to control us, to tell us what to do and what not to do? No, (laughs) we wanted our parents' patience and understanding. And parents need to teach their children, but they do not need to command them. It's better that their children learn to be motivated by positive feelings. And so we must approach ourselves in the same way. We need to be kind and gentle, but we also need to be firm. A parent doesn't do what their child tells them to, though they may consider it. The child is not in control. And so it is with our mind. When you sit down and you're angry and your mind is spewing all these stories, 
how it's someone else's fault and how you're going to do this and they're going to do that and all of this complaining and blaming. You're just listening like you would to a child. You're not believing or buying into this one version of events to this one particular story. You're hearing them out. You're honoring their feelings. But then you're going to suggest in a kind and gentle way another way of seeing things. You're going to question their conclusions. Are you sure they intended that? Is that really what they meant to do? What were your intentions there? What did you want that you didn't get? What were you afraid of happening? Are you absolutely certain what you're thinking is true? Is it true all the time? And in this way, we embody that genuine curiosity, that genuine compassion, that is also fearless. Fearless since we understand that this is just a story, one version of events. This is something that is harder to do than most of our other practices. And in order to do this successfully, we need some experience with meditation and observing our thoughts and feelings. We're going to discuss in future episodes about the nature of identity and how we're not the thinker. But we've touched on this already, how our thoughts are spontaneous. And this is where that line of thought is going. This is why it's so important to relate to our thoughts as spontaneous because then we can understand that our thoughts have effects and we concern ourselves less with whether or not the thoughts are true or not, but more so with how they make us feel. And that's what really matters here. We're not obsessing on who is right and who is wrong, who is good and who is bad. When we explore our negative feelings and thoughts, it's not about forming a new belief or coming to a new conclusion but questioning the conclusions that we have come to thus far and asking ourselves really how these thoughts make us feel, regardless of what was fair or unfair, what thoughts are going to make us feel better, what beliefs are trapping us in a cycle of negativity, of behaviors and thoughts and feelings that do not get us where we really want to go. All right, so back to the beginning. How do we do this? As I said, the first step is noticing when you're feeling bad. The second step is sitting down and being with that feeling. Observing your thoughts, listening to them like you would to a friend or a child. Being kind and open, patient. And when the time is right, asking some gentle questions that are genuinely curious. So what did you want that you didn't get? What are you afraid of? Who or what do you perceive as causing you to feel bad? And reminding yourself that it's okay to feel bad. There's nothing to be ashamed of or feel guilty about. But we want to understand it better, so let's have a closer look at this. The practice in this is always to be gentle. And so, as you might imagine, it's possible the feelings are going to overwhelm you. The risk in this meditation is that you're going to sit down with your feelings and buy into them, feel overwhelmed, hear some negative thoughts, form new negative beliefs, or reinforce the negative beliefs you already have. And so when you feel yourself getting overwhelmed, you turn all of your attention away from the pain, away from the negative thoughts and feelings. And this is the opportunity for you to concentrate on your breath, 
And if that doesn't work, honestly, to stop, watch some TV, get out of the house, go do something else. But with the intention that you know there's some unresolved belief, some unresolved pattern that you're really curious to know more about and that you're going to return to it. And practicing this way is just being realistic. A lot of the patterns that we have, the negative thoughts and emotional patterns, we've had them for a long time and it can be really hard to see them clearly. It's going to take some time to reflect on them possibly multiple times, to sit through these feelings a multitude of times before we see them clearly, are able to experience them on a deep level and really let go of them in a meaningful way. And so what you're going to do is concentrate on those negative feelings, explore them, then relax, then come back, then relax, then come back. Not unlike trying to get used to the cold, a cold lake, you jump in, you get out, you jump in, you get out, with the aim to stay in longer until you're more comfortable with that discomfort and you no longer feel it to be uncomfortable. And that is the moment you're able to really explore that environment in depth. So I hope that gives you a place to start in this practice. And I want to finish with a note on how this is different from the journaling practice. As I mentioned, the meditation allows us to go more deeply into the feeling itself. Whereas journaling, we're reflecting on the day and getting in touch with those negative feelings. But there's more of a mental aspect to it. We're still on the level of mind, asking lots of questions, if our thinking makes sense, seeing what we could do better to do differently. It's not inherently different from this practice, but the meditation suits those emotions which are reoccurring, which are intense, because there's often beliefs that we can't put into words until we dive into those feelings, beliefs that we have that which we don't know we have. And so this is how they differ, but complement each other. And the journal should give you some places to start, some things to start looking for in this meditation. And don't forget to check out the Learning to Be Happy Facebook group and my website, www.theheartchakra.ca, where you can get affordable counseling online or in person or some spiritual healing in a chakra reading. Catch you next time. Bye. Bye.